0: to connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday anniversary to us. Happy motherfucking birthday, dear us. Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Happy birthday
1: to us. I would've think you would matched would have matched your socks for this event.
0: For the one year anniversary. No, man, I'm getting into it. I got I got two different color socks. On.
1: I did your socks the other day and you have no socks that match.
0: I don't know what happens to them. And by the way, I I
1: do. You belong to a sock club and they give you a different kind of sock.
0: No, they send me pairs. What do you think? I belong to the Single Sock Club? (laughs) What kind of online business would that be? (laughs) It's our one year. It's been one year since we started the Endless Honeymoon Podcast.
1: That's crazy.
0: Isn't it though? I'm so
1: glad we started it. I feel like I'm really connecting with fans.
0: I feel that way as well. You recently did a TBS video where you essentially just hijacked the idea for the podcast and did it without me. That hurt.
1: It wasn't as good without you.
0: Oh, that's too sweet. But
1: I did get to see some of our fans, and they were all so cute.
0: Yeah, we're thinking about maybe going over to this uh, to to video because we'd like to be able to see your faces. But maybe you wouldn't be as candid. I just have to say, Natasha, doing this podcast with you—I've said it before—it's the thing that has kept my sanity throughout this uh, throughout this pandemic quarantine situation. It's been fun. People have gotten real. Many a secret has been had. What was your favorite episode?
1: My favorite episode? I don't know. I mean, I barely remember anything. I just know they were good. <laughs>
0: who is the worst guest? The worst. The worst of our comedian friends. Who of all of them, who is the, the biggest dud? Ooh, I saw a look in her eyes. I'm eye. not answering she that. She knows she knows who she thinks the dud is. Um, we have you remember in the 80s, Natasha? So what was your favorite sitcom growing up? <sighs>
1: silver spoons like when i was little
0: oh silver spoons sure yeah the the family ties family ties was dope that was silver spoons were alfonso Rivera, Rivera, rivera you know the guy that does the dance carlton from the fresh yeah yeah that was his big break silver spoons oh okay ricky schroeder
1: yeah ricky schroeder i used to be in love with him i think i would go to sleep crying thinking of him really (laughs) <laughs> like kissing him or
0: something. Wait, like air kissing or like maybe like kissing a
1: like a little dog, like a, like a, a stuffed dog? like a stuffed animal dog,
0: uh, and
1: you... like pretending like it was Ricky Schroeder.
0: Whoa, I never had a celebrity crush like that ever. But I, I
1: also used to love Michael Jackson.
0: Michael Jackson is a better. Well,
1: I remember at one point I counted in my bedroom and I had like twenty seven posters of Michael Jackson surrounding me.
0: Do you think that you would have sexually hooked up with Michael Jackson if you had the opportunity? at that time in your life?
1: No, but I do remember being in the lunchroom in grade school and have like seeing thriller and screaming at the top of my lungs.
0: Just cuz it was on TV?
1: No, like someone opened up the record and he had his long body <laughs> like laying out with like remember he's like holding a white cheetah or yeah, something sure, like a yeah. baby cheetah I and I remember it. going like <laughs> 'Cause I Just thought he was so hot the inside of the album.
0: That's a trip. You know what else is a trip? He's I'm, powerful. Right. A lot of I've gotten a lot of DMs ever since I released Crowdsurfing Volume One. Women with the same reaction to the <laughs> album artwork of crowdsurfing. You think anybody's ever scream looking at uh, Coke money?
1: I don't know, Mosh.
0: Well, you remember in the nineteen 19- Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean you do get a lot of like um I want to sniff your butt comments, which is kind of the 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 modern equivalent to screaming. Right, a, a fan can a fan can like drop into your comments. You have a couple of fans that are in that comment on every every single thing that you do, and it's always something creepy. And I see they're like they're like repeating guests at the bar that is your body. <laughs> you know, they're like barflies on your Instagram.
1: That's so funny because when I used to work at the whiskey bar, there were always those kind of losers who would come in at like 4.45 right when the place opened and we were still like putting out the pretzels and they would sit there and like talk to you for two and a half hours when no one was there. And then you'd get busy and you just kind of have to start ignoring them. They're all
0: squatting on on women's Instagram (laughs) pages now. I mean, what is the motivation to go to a a hot comedian's (laughs) Instagram and just comment? on On like sexual things like fifty times what's the, what's the possible outcome like
1: block you get blocked
0: are they trying to fuck it seems like that's impossible that they're actually like maybe this could work
1: have you ever sexually trolled I guess that's a thing no have i i don't know it seems pretty common
0: yeah. i I maliciously <laughs> You know Megan Fox. I maliciously <laughs> just objectified her. I mean, I'm sure I frightened her because of some of the specifics of what I was saying. Because I did a, I did like an address search for her and stuff. So yeah, I have. I've I've sexually trolled definitely her. Um, There's very few women Tina, that do it. Tina Turner. Uh, it's all Estelle men, Getty. Right? <laughs> Yeah, those are my three: Estelle, Tina, and of course Megan Fox. Now remember. Natasha, in the 1980s, when you were watching, when you were, when you were flicking your bean to, uh, <laughs> to Silver Springs. Fuck you. Remember when every once in a while the writers would want to take a break for the week. They don't do this anymore. But the writers of a TV show on a on a a heavily you know produced TV show like where they would have like 150 episodes.
1: What was the one with Alan Thick? That was a that favorite. was Growing
0: Pains. I love that. With famous with uh with un with jingle writer. By the way, do you know that Alan Thick? May he rest in peace. Um, yes. wrote what?
1: He wrote all the jingles to all the 80s sitcoms. I
0: was gonna say he's dead. Oh, did you know he's dead? No. Also, do you know he invented the term thick like for a thick ass? Like she's thick, that comes from him. That's he used not to say true. in the beginning, he would say Ushi me, but then it turned into a street colloquialism, colloquialism. Um.
1: Okay. It, so I was, I was a young lass.
0: You're a young lass, uh, squeezing a pillow between your legs to young Ricky Schroeder <laughs> while looking into the eye, the glass eyes of your stuffed dog and saying, "Oh, Ricky, <laughs> remember those <laughs> those days?" Uh huh. And the writers of a sitcom back then would want to take the week off. And so they would just do like a weird retrospective episode where they would show clips. They would play clips from earlier um, episodes. Mm -hmm. Well, we thought that because it's our one-year anniversary.
1: Oh, Family Ties did that all the time. They would all be in the kitchen, and then like they'd do that wavy thing, and they'd be like, remember then... And it would just... They did that a lot.
0: Yeah, the reason... It
1: that, must have been a name for it.
0: It's really funny when you work... When you start to work in TV, you start to see why people are doing things. Things that you just thought were part of the entertainment process before. And then you're like, oh, I see. This is just like a bunch of rich writers that like wanted to go to Bermuda. So they're like, do a clip episode. Come on, let's get out of here. But... Um, so
1: they would just show things from earlier seasons.
0: Yeah, they wanted some time off. But um, we thought that tonight... It being our one-year anniversary and all. By the way, let me just ask you before we get into this. what What is your favorite part about doing this podcast? Me? Yeah.
1: Well, obviously, like with COVID, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> so I'm glad that we have this outlet. For sure. And this creative outlet. And there's so much going on in the world that it's an interesting time to, like, check in publicly. I like that. Um. What's your favorite
0: thing, Moshe? I felt very sarcastic the way you asked me.
1: <laughs> I didn't know we were asking each other what our favorite things were about the
0: podcast. Well, I didn't know either until it just came out of my mouth. I practice a style of conversation that's <laughs> called improvisational. <laughs> so I kind of just, I kind of sometimes will roll with it.
1: What's your favorite thing
0: about the podcast? My favorite thing about the podcast.
1: Oh, and talking to our um, comedian friends during the pandemic.
0: That's been fun. Uh, the uh, For me, the advertisers. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be the advertisers. I love them. <laughs> Every one of them. I love. I just want to send a special shout-out to um, Rothy's. I want to send a shout-out to Tushy. I want to send a shout-out to Manscaped. I want to send a shout-out to <laughs> what uh, about Better our, Health.
1: What about the food we had tonight? That was delicious. That was
0: good. Are we doing an ad read for them tonight? No? Well, anyway, what we read last week for... Uh,
1: what was it called? Green Chef. Green Chef. They're Green good. Green
0: Chef. I did a Green Chef tonight. And I got to tell you... The shit was good. Listen, these aren't ads. We these... got a
1: vegetarian one.
0: But well, we're not doing ads. I'm just I was doing a bit about how my favorite thing was the advertising. I get but it. But we did cook a green shelf meal tonight and it was pretty dang good. I I gotta admit that. And I also appreciate not having to think about what to make in the pandemic. Because I got like on overload. Remember in the beginning of the pandemic? Everyone's
1: like, like whipping up special like yeah. purees. Oh, and, my <laughs> God,
0: God, oh my God. I've almost mastered the proofing of my sourdough. And it's like, shut up, you nerd. Like a few weeks later, I guess that's Joe Mandy, so I take it back. It's like a few weeks later, everybody's like, buy me some fucking sliced bread and let me watch some more Netflix. Anyway. A few
1: months later.
0: Uh, anyway, I have enjoyed, um, I honestly have enjoyed like getting to know the listeners and their quirks and also learning about humanity through the uh, the patterns that I have seen over the year. How, how there are patterns, especially in the secrets, you know? Um, or, and I, also, it was a big day when, when I realized we were the number one most downloaded podcast in the world. <laughs> right? I mean, that was crazy. When we, when we overtook Rogan was a big day. That was a huge day. <laughs> I got to say that was a highlight. I like working with you. There's been a lot of fun and funny memories. I've loved a lot of the uh, comedic guests we've had on. And I thought that tonight, we thought that tonight, we would do a kind of a retrospective. Um, one of these Ricky Schroeder. So if you're listening at home, just imagine little brace faced Natasha. Well, she called herself Tashi back then. No, I didn't. Okay. She called My herself,
1: family called me Tasha. T-
0: little little brace faced Tasha Leggero, Tashi Legs, um, just staring at, at Thriller, screaming at the top of her lungs in the lunchroom. You can do that tonight. Uh, as we go through some memories of uh, just some where-are-they-now's of some of our favorite guests. Um. So, should we just begin? Yeah, I want to the, hear these. So, let's see. Um, let's see if we can remember. I want to I do... Okay, these ones I remember. You remember Jake and Sam, who were the couple from Reno? One was Jewish and the other was not, and they the dad really wanted to hire the Jewish bottle dancers? Yes. So let's hear what they're up to.
2: Hello, Moshe and Natasha. I almost called you Nosha. Um, It's Sam and Jake.
3: We're the couple from Reno from episode 35, Sit on My Face and Let the Jews Dance. You might recall we had a bottle dancer issue.
2: <laughs> yeah, so Jake's dad wanted... Well, he tried to surprise us with bottle dancers at our wedding, but my dad spilled the beans, and then uh, we were trying to navigate how to make Jake's dad feel better. He wasn't talking to Jake at the time we called in, and we just wanted to give you a quick update on how things are going now.
3: So uh, your advice was to let them come to the rehearsal dinner and uh, have them bottle dance their way through the rehearsal dinner. Well, surprise, surprise, everything got canceled because our wedding date was scheduled for March 28th, right at the time that COVID was hitting. And um, so everything got wiped off the plate uh, until this last week.
2: So um, my mom has cancer and it started spreading really aggressively. Um, so we decided to still have the wedding, but have a very small a gathering at my parents' house in Reno, and um, we're we're you know trying to cut down on the guest list, so I don't think any bottle dancers will be present. But obviously, Jake's parents will be there, uh, my parents will be there, and a couple of close friends. Um, and so, yeah, we're really excited thus far. And, uh, no rehearsal dinner. You win, Moshe. And honestly, you're right. Like, I'm so glad we're not having a rehearsal dinner.
3: I'm glad too. Um, I would love, uh, any advice on what you think we could do for helping us through a very quarantine-esque wedding. Uh, it'll be in Sam's parents' backyard here in Reno. It will be complete with face masks, uh, uh, we have hand sanitizer all around and then we're asking all of our guests to get a COVID-19 test, bring their test results and stick it on a board that says leave your negativity at the door. Um, but anything else that, that you recommend, uh, you know, to, to help as we go into the final two weeks before we get married. Thank you so much. Hope your COVID is going well. Take care. Bye.
1: Mm. Okay, I just want to know how many people are we talking because this is how everybody's getting COVID. That is true. Like my cousin's like, oh, yeah, I just had to get tested because it was spread at a baby shower. And then my dad's wife's sister, they were like, yeah, we're on our way to go to a graduation party. But then my it got canceled because everyone at the last graduation party got COVID. Like everyone's throwing these small parties and it's not good because you get caught up in the spirit. Then you start, you get drunk, you touch, you you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, it's a, these are super spreading events. I think even if there's 20 people hugging and dancing. So maybe you need to do something where there's like dance, solo dance stuff. Like, so like there should be like oh, a like, solo um, dance.
0: One of those silent discotheques where they all have um, headphones in, but they're listening to the same DJ track. <laughs> but this is like they're in different neighborhoods.
1: I just think, I just think everybody thinks that because they're ready for a party and because the government is saying that we can go out, that they're having parties, and the, so what, the truth y- wait, is, so your is that,
0: advice is for them to not get married.
1: No, but it should be like a very like if it's for their parents and, and the mother, I think it should just be like I don't know, like a like a picnic, like not like a like like a party,
0: but a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> That's our advice. Change the party so- <laughs> to a picnic. Get a checkered a checkered tablecloth. And get out there. If I'm, everyone
1: was social distancing outside at these parties, they wouldn't be spreading COVID.
0: Well, at any rate, they're probably going to do it anyway. So, how do you have a fun party with masks on? That, that, now that is a. You know how the Jews do it. Okay, I've got it. We can bring your father, the tradition of your fathers, back into um into this very depressing sounding wedding where everybody's in a pee P95 mask and you get a COVID you have to stick a swab up your nasal cavity in order to come watch the uh, the, the dedication of love in Hasidic Jewish weddings um, the rabbi you know men and women don't touch Hasidic Jews do you know that and they certainly don't dance together but the one exception is that uh, I mean husband and wife touch but nobody else the one exception of dancing together is at every wedding the big rabbi of the community will come and they'll do a dance with the woman. The rabbi will dance with the wife. But they hold a belt. They hold like a long, a really long belt. And it's funny because... Like a leash? is When I say really long belt, you think leash? Kind of. Really?
1: A, so, a long belt?
0: A long belt. It's not a leash. <laughs> no, it's not a leash. It's a really long belt. Well, okay. I'll explain to you what it is. In the Hasidic Judaism, there's this this like long cloth belt that you wrap between on around your waist before you pray and it's supposed to separate your dick from your um prayer Mm. like so that you're not thinking about your ding dong while you're praying to god so they take one of those uh i mean i don't mean thinking about your ding dong it's like you're not supposed to be like having horny thoughts while you pray and i that was always a, a challenge for me because that old testament just gets my gears turning you know but um they the the rabbi will take the it's really long you wrap it around your belt multiple times, so the rabbi will take the little belt and like stand like ten feet away and the white the 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 bride will take the other side and they'll kind of bob back and forth and it's very bizarre and um so i that's my suggestion for their wedding get order a bunch of those belts and uh I, I, let me see if I can look at what they're called they're called uh, uh it's called a gartel <laughs> A gardle.
1: Sexy. It's even named after like a woman's like butt, like a woman's underwear.
0: Well, I don't know if gardle, gar- gardle, gar- gardle belt, is that what it's called? No, like a girdle. It's a like girdle. a cross
1: between a girdle and a garter belt, the two hottest things. <laughs> Jews are so horny. They're like, I must cut myself off. My 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 wife must shave off her hair and wear a wig so no other man wants to have sex with her.
0: Yeah, a gardle, a gardle is a belt used by Jewish males um, hasidic they're very modest in appearance and there's a physical divide between the heart and the genitalia hasidic custom requires there be a physical divide between the heart and the genitalia during any mention of god's name so what i would suggest <laughs> is you guys get order like 50 girdles from hasidic uh, com, and hand them out to all your guests so that you guys can have a dance party um, and maybe put some saran wrap between the the, the sides because have a funky dance party in the tradition of the Hasids, thus making your wedding super fun and not awkward at all. And your father very happy that you've incorporated some Hasidic traditions.
1: Um, I would also. Uh I think it's maybe not the best idea to get everyone get a test because then I think people get really cocky when they have negative tests.
0: Oh, I like this. So because you're...
1: I know a few women who have like had one night stands, like guys get tested and they're like, I just got my negative test. And then they find a girl, they ha- invite them over for social distance, then they fuck and then they just never call them again.
0: You know they... a few guys in <laughs> that situation? I've heard few different
1: girls tell me that like guys have been like, I got a negative test. And then they like kind of they, they have sex with them. Oh,
0: it's like, sup, girl. I got a COVID-19 yeah. test.
1: Girls are like, because <laughs> everyone's so lonely that if a guy has like a negative test.
0: I was thinking about <laughs> something like that today because I know somebody that's um, at like a cabin retreat. Like mm-hmm. uh, he has a cabin and he said I was texting with him today and he said a girl was coming over and I was like oh that's a, a trip like i've got a cabin in the middle of the new, of nowhere is the new i've got a porsche and a and a penthouse on 5th avenue mm-hmm. like if if you tell a girl right now like oh yeah what's up girl i got a i got a off the grid cabin with no neighbors she's just like <laughs> i'm coming over so that is the new status symbol um natasha yeah do you think we should move on to another of our where are they now's yeah let's do it
4: what's up guys jeremy glass
2: (laughs) (laughs) and mary kate and sneezing greta
4: (laughs) all right So last time we called mary kate was six months pregnant
2: no i was like three months pregnant oh really
4: yes wow okay so you were three months pregnant um natasha told you to get uh (laughs) a C-section.
3: <laughs> um
2: and your advice on parenting was I think it was just to figure it out, do it your own way, and we've definitely done that. Our daughter Greta was born on March fourteenth. So just as uh, the coronavirus pandemic was hitting New York and getting very, very scary. Um it
4: was very, very scary.
2: So we have spent a lot of time together just the three with us just the three of us and we have really done it our own way. We've been figuring it out.
4: <laughs> Wait, tell her what you got.
2: Oh, I got a C-section. Not on purpose. <laughs> not on purpose. She was not going to come out. So I had to have one, um, but it worked out okay. Uh,
4: so What have we done? Okay, yeah. So we we had grad during the height of coronavirus. So actually, maybe it's happening again. Uh, we quarantined in New York for about a week and then ran away to New Hampshire, where we quarantined for another few weeks. Um, and then we are now staying in Maine. Uh, it's been she's a, a month and a half or something?
2: Something like that. Yeah,
4: we're staying in Maine. And, um, you know, Greta's, this is her third state in a very short amount of time.
2: But she's super duper cute, uh, super chubby. She's starting to laugh. She's thick. Uh, she's not gonna roll over. Know. She just doesn't want to. But things are going well with us and we are hopeful for the future.
4: I so, too am hopeful for the future.
2: Thank you for all of your advice. Uh, we're feeling this thing out as we go.
4: It's very, 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 very hard having a kid like damn man very hard but we're okay <laughs> yeah we're fine okay um
1: <laughs> thank you bye he's like and hey, can i have ask you for some more advice during this update <laughs> <We're having> some...
0: <laughs> i mean it's funny they were like we are doing it our own way you know a lot of parents don't live on the entire eastern seaboard in the first <laughs> few months of their child's life but that is precisely what we've done we started in new york We jaunted up to New Hampshire, bopped over to Maine, popped into Vermont. Nova Scotia came a-callin'. We took a tugboat around the island, popped back down to Brooklyn, went to Miami for some cervezas, came back up. And she's a real East Coast kid. I'll tell you what. Having a kid, it's a tough one. But it does help to be a billionaire. They are sweet.
1: Also these first 3 months with the baby this is kind of a perfect time for a pandemic cuz like we had our own quarantine. Absolutely. Most people I know who had babies quarantine for the you know they call it the fourth trimester which right. is 3 1 to 0 to 3 months so you I just
0: kind of locked down. I was just thinking about that little baby Greta, that thick baby Greta. Cute
1: name, I love it.
0: Nice name. Um and I'm like she really won't remember any of this. Like I wonder about our kid if she'll remember a weird time it, Regardless of whether our kid remembers it, she will be affected by it. Like some... Something about her development will be will be altered by this time. It might be positive, it might be negative, but it should be affected definitely by it.
1: will have to do with the amount of TV that her whole generation is watching for two years of their developmental for sure. period.
0: But also, there the 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 lack of hanging out with other kids and stuff like that, yeah. right? But like little Greta, her
1: friends are like the cartoons,
0: right? Totally. That can't she, be good, dude. I walked into her room the other day. She was like, "Man, what's up, Doc?" No, she didn't do that. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, she was like, I taught, I taught a putty tat. I swear to God. And I was like, we don't have cats. What's going on? I'm serious. She was like, shut up, Beavis. I walked into her room and she said, shut up, Beavis. We we're showing her every cartoon. Um, but uh, G- little Greta, I don't think young Greta will, it will be affected or certainly won't remember, but probably won't be affected by it. In any way, except positive, because she'll be around her parents all the time. But then I had this other thought while I was thinking that: what if she does remember it? I.e., what if it lasts so long that even little Greta remembers it? And that really made me terrified, sent a chill up my spine.
1: It's not that she'll remember it; she'll live through all the changes in society that, like the repercussions, like what it coronavirus has created.
0: Right? She like will in be...
1: five years, like there's no way we're not going to be feeling that. You know what happened?
0: I opened the Lacroix. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm ready to change the subject.
0: You ready to change the, um, the caller? Yeah. Let's do another. Okay.
1: Hey, Natasha and Moshe. This is Reagan from episode
5: 20, where you guys gave me advice on how to go about having a threesome with my boyfriend. Hmm. So we took your advice, Ooh. specifically Paula Pell's advice, and went on Thrinder, which is that app for threesomes. But the area we're in, it was only giving us kind of like creepy people or really old married couples so I thought that that was kind of weird so I thought okay maybe we can do this naturally but out at a bar or something so what happened was we went up to New York to visit some friends and we were at this cool bar drinking a little more than usual so I feel like I had a little more confidence that night and while I was ordering a drink this girl started talking to me and I was like okay here's my chance And then I just realized I had no idea how to flirt with a girl because I've never done it. But when I saw her on the dance floor, I did that classic drunk girl move where you start dancing provocatively together to get a boy's attention. And I caught my boyfriend's eye in the crowd and we had this like mental conversation with our eyes of, okay, this is it. Target acquired. Here we go. (laughs) But I guess our dancing was too good because another dude definitely noticed us dancing together. And he literally picked her up and started dancing with her and, Making out, so yeah, that was as close as we got.
0: Oh, and I'm
5: starting to accept it'll just be like a far off fantasy of mine. Um. Okay. Bye.
0: Oh man, I thought that was headed somewhere hot. That is so funny. They were like having this conversation about this woman, like she's a piece of just a. a- a pot roast in front of him. And the like, woman's
1: kind of cornering her on the dance floor and like <laughs> eyeing her, her, her having secret conversations with her partner, like, <laughs> meanwhile, like a gang
0: rape. Meanwhile, the other girl's like looking at any guy on the dance floor like, does anyone want to rescue me from this? Because <laughs> I will make out with you immediately. I have hope for them. We had a threesome since then, you know, I have hope for them. <laughs> you know, remember?
1: No, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I don't either. Should we do another?
1: Wait, why can't th- why can't they get any more action? Where do they live?
0: I don't know. Some area that they live in. <laughs> where what where, where are they from? Oh, Washington DC. Yeah. The famous um young person desert of Washington DC. <laughs> I don't understand. That feels like hot threesome central. You get a fucking UN a diplomat who's just in from Burundi. <laughs> come over right uh, I think you should try try Blender again or whatever what Blend- yeah
1: keep trying it yeah get a professional not? in there when I mean, the truth is you'll have you the- don't have to go on a dance floor and rape someone
0: <laughs> <laughs> the truth is you'll have you'll ha- you'll have a threesome you'll be disappointed with it and then you'll come back and you'll be closer to your partner than ever that's what I think most of them are pretty disappointing they're pretty awkward usually never tell you never tell you uh, I, I, I must have told this story on the podcast, but about one time of that that I had a group sex situation with a girl I was dating. Ever?
1: Yes, I think you just you just told that.
0: No, I don't think I just told this one. <laughs> oh, you don't want me to tell it? <laughs> I don't have to tell it.
1: <laughs> no, I think you, you recently told it.
0: Where we found another couple? Oh, maybe not. Well, tell me if you've heard this one, folks. I was dating this girl and she and I wanted to like hook up with other people group style and we found someone on craigslist um casual encounters have you heard this one yet? Mm-hmm, mm. i don't know anyway we went over like that night we went over to this couple's house and like just immediately started getting like they just kind of attacked us these two and uh and like i sexually yeah just like immediate it wasn't much communication it was just like oh i've
1: never heard this
0: and i and I was, it was so much pressure and I was so uncomfortable that I was on the bed with the girl, just like, just. Flaccid as could possibly be. I mean, just like zero. I was just like, I, uh, yeah I. that's does usually happen to me. Meanwhile, the guy who's clearly done this like twenty six times. It was
1: fucking both he's of the just, girls.
0: No, he's just pounding my girl. He's just. I'm looking over with my like limp dick apology to this guy's wife, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Do people use protection for this kind of like? I didn't know you did like no. key parties.
0: Yeah, no, it wasn't no, unprotected for sure. What would be the point? Yeah, no condoms, raw dog, <laughs> anal cream pies. There was this time when, um, when uh, there was like a HIV outbreak in the porn community, and um, and you know you probably don't know who this is. Ed Powers he used to make these dirty debutante porn series. It was like before the internet. This like like not I wouldn't say the most attractive guy in the world, but a funny person he wrote this like impassioned letter to the porn community about like this hiv breakout outbreak in the porn community and it was like a long let open letter to the porn community and it was like he just kept saying like and you know we have to do something to stave off this this outbreak of hiv it's killing our people and it's just time for us to say it No more anal cream pies. We have to stop (laughs) anal cream pies. No more anal cream pies. And it was so serious, the tone. (laughs) It's like, how you don't have to call them anal cream pies.
1: (laughs) Um. Okay, let's hear one more.
0: Um, You may remember from the Seth Rogen episode, Seth Rogen and Lauren Miller Rogen episode, where she was a documentary filmmaker who went to some state in the South, I don't remember where, to do a documentary about prison and ended up on a prison pen pal website, fell in love with a prisoner and was trying to deliberating whether or not she should wait for him.
1: I thought that she hadn't had sex with him yet.
0: She hasn't hadn't, but maybe she has.
1: Because she would say that <laughs> they would have phone sex, and he would like didn't didn't he like jerk off in a
0: in like a in a closet or something <laughs> while they're yeah. on the phone? Yeah, and she it's got like saloon doors. But I that remember. was pre
1: quarantine, so I bet I bet it's heated up.
0: What <laughs> <And> do You think <laughs> yes. his temperature might have heated up? Prisons are a hotbed of COVID nineteen. Okay, okay, let's call. Mia. In New York City, the prison lover.
1: Hello, Mia.
6: Hi, is this Moshe and Natasha? Yes, it is. Yes,
0: we're excited. Hi, guys. Oh man, we're excited to talk to you. We've missed you.
6: <laughs> I've missed you. What do you? What, uh, I have so many updates. Well, not really, actually, but let me let me just lay it out. Should I just lay it out? yeah,
0: what's been happening how Where are you at with this this uh, tawdry love affair?
6: okay, so after we last spoke, um it was you know I really did take your advice to heart, and like it was clear that like I needed to put myself out there more and like just like you know go you know go away you know try to move away towards from the inmate uh, let me um, ask you
0: really quickly, you didn't mention to the inmate that it was Natasha and I that had recommended that right. <laughs>
6: Uh, No. he has no idea. Okay,
0: (laughs) good, good, good. For sure he doesn't know at all.
6: Not even uh no, I I mentioned that I was on a podcast, but he wasn't interested. Fuck
0: it, fuck We're (laughs) fucked. Okay, go ahead.
6: Um so yeah, so I I really like, you know, I guess I was trying to put myself out there a little more and I got I had a crush on this guy at work. Um and then what was he he in for? No, then covid happens. after that the the whole yeah the whole kit and caboodle so you... and so because because of that it's been hard to put myself out there and um yeah it's just been convenient to be talking to someone who has a lot of free time i mean everybody has free time but he, you
1: so know how how many how many times a week are you talking yeah to he's
0: him? actually doing free time
1: <laughs> mia how many times um, a week are you talking to him five
6: no 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 i talked to him probably like um once or twice a week but the the thing is is that actually for the past like month and a half or so he's been in the hole um because <laughs> for what? He, he he's in the hole because allegedly he incited a riot but it, <laughs> he says he, he didn't do it
0: that is the most romantic thing i have ever heard
1: <laughs> who do you believe <laughs> mia yeah <laughs> she's like he allegedly started a riot right 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 I, I honestly believe he like was no, I being a,
6: a dick to one of the guards, and it and it got out of hand. And like he probably did start something, but I don't think he was like even as creative to have started like a whole chant. He wouldn't have like he wouldn't have wanted
3: to do that. that it's funny. He probably though. just like
0: maybe he felt your energy, and he oh, you know what probably happened? You started. He could feel your energy moving away. He remembered when you said the podcast. <laughs> then he like did some research. He downloaded the episode of the Endless Honeymoon podcast. And the moment he came out of the library. He was just like, Attica, Attica, and just like set all of his sheets on fire and started a prison riot. I mean, that guy loves you. So
6: <laughs> That would that would be funny if he, I know he only has access to an MP3 player with a limited amount of songs. So uh, I don't think he'd be able to listen to the podcast. But
0: <laughs> Now where, so, okay, is he out of the hole?
6: He's out of the hole now. I actually just like spoke to him earlier today for the first time in a long time.
0: And were you in the hole while you spoke? <laughs> <laughs>
6: He he's out of the hole now. Yeah, he, he. Well, he yeah. No, I was making
0: a jo- he, a whole joke. Whole hole. hole.
6: Oh. oh, wait. Say it again. Say it again.
0: Hole hole in the hole in your hole hole. Did you guys masturbate oh, on the phone oh, together? Oh, is I guess oh. what I'm asking. Have you guys had phone sex since?
6: Oh no 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 no
0: not yet. Oh, it's gotten more platonic. But you know, I kind of. What do you think, Tasha? I'm kind of adjusting my advice which i all of our advice was absolutely correct but now that it's quarantine i'm kind of like hey why not ride this until it's over a little bit it, it makes it makes his covid better his, his his prison time better your quarantine better you're in prison now too why not what do you think tosh i agree yeah this is a good time to have a a prison pen pal
1: I was also
6: like thinking maybe like if I date anybody in the future, I just have a stipulation that I have a prison pal, and they like that I sometimes have phone sex, and they have to um, yeah,
0: just deal with that. That sounds like um what's a word for that? What they, do they have a word for that? Tosh, can you think of a, a phrase or a word for that? If uh, of somebody you're dating who has a lover in prison that they often have phone sex with, what would you call that in the early stages of dating? It's like a, a deal breaker. Yeah, a deal breaker. That's what I'd call that. A, a Hardcore deal breaker. Yeah.
6: all right so maybe i'll i won't mention that the
0: ultimate deal breaker i do i just do want (laughs) to let you know i do i do have a violent criminal that i have a romantic interaction with that uh just so just uh, just, there's that he's not
1: violent he started a violent (laughs) he incited a riot since our last talk
0: (laughs) he was in solitary confinement for starting a riot but you know what (laughs) <laughs> who knows, man? I mean, maybe, maybe not. Um, but that's
1: the thing. I can see her. You're getting kind of close, and you're like, you're thinking, even if you meet someone else, you still want to always talk to him. So that's something that you know you have you have to choose. Yeah, you want to fall in love with him.
0: You're like that lady. Um, what, what's that anti-death penalty activist lady? Sister Prijan, is that her name? I don't know. Anybody know who I'm talking about? <laughs> She's like a famous anti-death penalty nun. You're like the lady. Uh, sister prijan of phone sex for prisoners. <laughs> it's like when you date somebody else, you're going to be like, look, I don't even want to do this. But there are men on the inside that need a, a hot, breathy phone call from me once in a while, or they just won't be able to make it. <laughs> I don't think you should do the thing that you're thinking. I don't think that's a good okay. idea. Would okay. you? I would never, <laughs> never date someone if they were like, I do have a prison phone sex person it's a part of my life.
6: Okay, so then if if what if i like meet them and th- i don't mention it at first and then if it gets really serious then like i just stop.
0: I like that better. I like that better. I mean, obviously <laughs> okay. you know what we think you should do.
1: Well, no. I- as soon as you meet someone who's not in prison, <laughs> you should.
0: <laughs> it's it's the lowest bar possible. It's literally not behind bars. It's like Well,
1: because there's no future, it's it's really hard to like a future with someone in prison
0: yeah that's one of the <laughs> yeah. classic wisdom pieces of wisdom <laughs> but wait when yeah. is he
1: out when's the guy out he has
6: like two two and a half more years but like Whoa. after he gets out you know he's going to be in kentucky and like it's going to be not easy for him to travel I'm like, i don't know i'm,
1: I have a, I'm I have imagining one, he'll be i have one last question Mia. do you guys talk yeah, about yeah. do you talk about when he gets out
6: yeah oh boy. like yeah like i like because i feel like um. He is, you know, a friend. So, like, even if it's not romantic, like, maybe I do want to meet him eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might be that might be a bad idea. You should
0: bring that up too in the early stages of dating. <laughs> he will be out in a couple of years, and I will be visiting him. <laughs> so, it's not a purely fantasy thing. It, it definitely will come true and re- be real. But I don't know. I'm kind of like with you. During quarantine, it's like we're all in a fantasy world. So, like, why not indulge yeah. the fantasy for a little while longer? enjoy yeah. it well you can but once this thing tapers off well i think you should go back and listen yeah. to the first episode because that's our advice
6: <laughs> it's like my swan my swan song.
0: yeah yeah okay
6: well good luck
1: mia
0: mia we love you thanks. thank you for keeping in touch
1: all right thanks guys
0: Bye-bye. bye she's sweet
1: also you know she could meet another kind of phone pal Right, like why not meet? she's good at that that she likes to talk on the phone you know like go to some <laughs> other sites
0: what if he's just like they have phone sex you meet some guy on Tinder they have phone sex she's, he's like what the fuck was that you were I've never experienced anything like that you were the best phone sex I've ever had she's like yeah well I've been in the shit I've been practicing with the inmates <laughs> <laughs> You know what? we've got a bunch more, but that felt like a really good place to end today's episode. Maybe and thank we'll do the second you to part.
1: everyone who who called in
0: and maybe when we get when we get bored again, and we need to do a um a Ricky Schroeder where are they now? We'll just do it part two and listen to some more updates. but um Tosh, I have to tell you, I've loved every second of this podcast with you. I love our fans. I love our secret leavers, I love our advice getters, I love our guests, but most of all, I love (laughs) Rothy's, I love Rothy's, (laughs) but also, I love you.
1: I love you too.